Hi, my name is Grace. And my name is Anu. And welcome to the latest episode of our podcast, Embracing Change. So today we're going to try something a little bit different. Let's start off with a scenario. So you step out on a Saturday afternoon, take a taxi to a restaurant, eat a delicious meal, and then go to the grocery store because you have to buy yourself fruit and vegetables. And then after that, you take the cab back to your house, admiring how clean your surroundings and the roads are around you. Just in this scenario alone, five frontline workers are involved. And frontline workers make up a big portion of the overall global workforce. So today we're going to be talking about frontline workers. Who are they? What have they done for us? And we're really going to just go into um, details of what they do and also why we are so appreciative of them in the next episode. Um, We're also going to have a guest speaker at the end of this episode, so look out for that. Yeah, so one thing that's really fascinating to Grace and I think about these frontline workers is they're pretty much a deskless workforce. Um, That means that unlike the stereotypical sitting behind a desk, like um, working on a computer, um, these people, they are actually, you know, working in the real world, uh, doing things like being a cashier or maintenance workers, janitors, agricultural workers, um, transportation workers, um, and education workers as well. So to build off of that, there's a lot of examples of where these frontline workers um, work or where you might have seen them. This includes stores, restaurants, maybe bars, factories, warehouses, construction sites. I'm pretty sure construction workers definitely fall under that category. And also a lot of hospitals, educational institutes like schools and universities, um, and also beauty salons. Mm-hmm. So especially during COVID times, uh, healthcare personnel and employees in other essential workplaces, such as like the first responders and grocery store workers, are incredibly important to our community. Um, COVID times have been really hard on them, and uh, they are they've been like the most exposed to the virus because so many people keep coming in and out. So yeah, yeah. So overall, frontline workers basically just provide the key services to help any civilian or citizen um, run their day-to-day lives. And just as Anu said in the scenario, it's like you you don't even understand how many frontline workers you come across in your day-to-day activities. And because of this, it can be very risky, as she said, for COVID, because if you're interacting with this many frontline workers, think about it if you have COVID. Think about how many people you could spread that to and how um, risk-exposed they are. So I think it's just really valuable to think about um, how often you contact frontline workers and how much mm-hmm. how much they do for our community. So earlier in the episode, Grace and I talked about how we wanted to interview a frontline worker and uh, talk about their struggles or the pros and the cons that they find working as a frontline worker. However, um, I was at Santa Cruz the other day and I saw this protest in front of Starbucks and I was just um, I was a little interested. So I decided, you know, maybe this would be a really good angle to um, discuss about regarding frontline workers so during my pit stop at starbucks in santa cruz california um excuse me i interviewed riley Locke, who has been working at the starbucks in santa cruz for uh, six years now Uh, one year being after she graduated from college meaning that she's been supporting herself on this minimum wage job being um overworked but underpaid and basically the story is that 
um, Starbucks, this particular Starbucks, is part of a union, um, and they are filing a complaint against a ULP, which means unfair labor practices. And just to preface uh, what unionization is really quick, unionization has a range of positive economic impacts in addition to decreasing wage inequality and closing gender and race wage gaps. So um, in the interview, Riley doesn't talk about how she feels that she needs to be paid more, but rather just how she wants her voice to be heard as well as the other Starbucks employees who are um, struggling with their overworked hours and like having to start earlier so here's a quick snippet from that interview so um i'm representing the starbucks notion water mm-hmm. we unionized on may 11th and it was like a really long process to become a union mm-hmm. and ever since that happened on may 11th we have had no change nothing has happened since then in fact starbucks has only violated our rights further so we're actually doing a ulp protest so i guess a strike technically mm-hmm. uh ulp stands for unfair labor practices okay. and specifically um they're not letting us like post our union papers in the back room even in like partner areas they're taking it down they're ripping it down they're also refusing to bargain with us mm-hmm. specifically regarding like our changes so uh like one day all of our schedules reflected completely different hours like right now we open at like 5 30 and they wanted us to open I mean, we actually open at six but they wanted us to open earlier and stay later without staffing the store um, and they have to bargain with us to change hours. And this has been happening like all over. Um, we're just the first Starbucks in California to go on strike about it. Um, so it's stuff like that. Uh, just like um, violation of labor is a big one and not helping change any of the protest with that going on. So yeah, we're on um, strike. We went on strike yesterday was our first day mm-hmm. and uh, we will be open on Tuesday. Um, but so far there has been no reach out from management or upper management. So that's a big problem that we're having for it. We're asking for um, just like the right to bargain. We also don't have a contract yet for our union mm-hmm. and Starbucks is just like refusing to even acknowledge us. So yeah, we've just, we're on strike right now. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. If you have any like more specific questions. Yeah, if I may ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah no problem. Personal is like, is Starbucks your main like stream of income? Or? Yeah, so for the majority of people who work here, we're mainly students at UCSE or Cabrillo and Starbucks is like our job. Yeah. Um, so it is very difficult when they either cut hours or they schedule outside of hours or availability. Um, like I've been with the company for years, same with a lot of other people, and it's just gotten worse and worse. Um, it's also like a minimum wage job, and exactly. the fact that it's not really like we're asking for like more money or anything specific, but we are asking for like the fact that they give us our union rights. And they're not giving us the same rights that they give other stores who aren't in the union, which is a big problem. So what do what do you mean by like what's the difference in being in a union versus being out of a union? So the union makes it so we can bargain for more rights and we have more of a voice and a say in Starbucks as a company. And it took us a really long time to unionize. Right now there's only 14 Starbucks unionized in California. And hopefully that number is growing. There's only three in Santa Cruz County. So it just took us a really long time to try and get even our voice out there and we're still not being heard. So it's very frustrating. So personally, like other than frustration, like what what type of feelings like does this invoke? Because it's clearly like I just think it's it is pretty upsetting as well because we really do like care about one another at work and when we're so short-staffed or like when we're not actually being listened to or heard it just really like makes it so a lot of people don't want to come to work and that's really unfortunate when you have to come to work and you have to get paid or you have to like support yourself or do stuff like that 
So as a whole, the store is kind of falling apart, which is very upsetting when like you care about it. Yeah, that's pretty much about it. I'd say we're also a pretty highly incident reported store. So a lot of like incidents do happen here. And when that also isn't being taken care of by upper management, it just leads to like fear of coming to work of like what will happen next shift that I work. Kind of like stuff like that. Yeah. No, that's terrible. I'm so yeah, sorry it's to okay. It's all good. I mean, you guys are doing a great. Hopefully, thing. we get heard. It's been a long fight, and I don't really think we're gonna give up. Even if we don't get heard by Tuesday, it's just gonna be still ongoing until we get our contracts, get our rights, and all of that happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll definitely try to see if there's anything I can do in terms yeah, of. Yeah. Um, right now, we're really or... just trying to get more support from the public and just knowledge. A lot of people don't know that Starbucks is unionizing because it's such a small effort right now. But it's us, uh, the location on 41st and Claire's, as well as the one on Mission and Dufour. And those are the three union stores in the district. And I know a lot of the similar stuff that's been going on with our store has been happening there, specifically regarding like our change without bargaining is a huge one right now. Mm-hmm. And that's just, if like we let that happen, they're just gonna get away with more and more stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. And if you're comfortable with it, do you think you can share your first and last name? Yeah, so my name is uh, Riley Block. It's R-I-L-E-Y-B-L-O-C-K. Okay, and you're, you said you're a college student? Um, I graduated last quarter, okay. but I've been working at Starbucks for six years since I was in high school. Great. Yeah, and I would say the majority of people here are college students. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was no very problem. helpful. Yeah.